So welcome back. We are at, we are doing an inclusive activism podcast, and we're bringing some friends back. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, has it yeah. been a year? Like, I think so. mean, yeah. it's around that time frame. So uh, we're really excited to bring our friends back from Native Nation, and we've got some new folks that are joining us for the podcast today. So we'll start with myself. My name is Rowdy Duncan. I'm your host, as always, and we'll kind of start from producer Sarah, and then move around the room till we get back to me. So hello everybody, I'm Sarah, the producer of the podcast. I'm very happy to be here today with, with you all. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Michael Garces. Uh, I'm the artistic director of Cornerstone Theatre Company in Los Angeles and the director of Native Nation. Hi, I'm Larissa Fasthorse. I'm from the Sachangu Lakota Nation and I'm the playwright for Native Nation. Hey, my name is Michael Garcia, I'm also from LA and from Cornerstone, and uh, right now I'm working as the Community Engagement Associate on the project, but once we transition into production, I'll be the Associate Director. Hi everyone, my name is Desiree Ong, and I am the Educational Enrichment Program Manager for ASU Gamish, who is commissioning the project. So really excited to get back into things and see how things have progressed. So since the last time we've talked, uh, you went around to talk to... How many different, I don't know, indigenous folks? So many. <laughs> I don't right? even know anymore. Yeah. The contact so, list, oh sorry, if I didn't say no, the, of con course. the contact list so far that we've been compiling is close to 200 names, and we definitely did not get everybody down for that. Wow, that's impressive. And so, all those names, all those people, all those stories, right? And then you found a way to condense it into some type of cohesive narrative that we are going to get to hear more about on at Native Nation, which is on April 27th through 28th, 2019. Uh, it will be at Indian School Park, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to get to see some of this stuff. Tickets are $20 for um, regular folks and, 20, and then $10 for students, uh, but I understand that there's a special secret one that you can get invited to. If you're indigenous, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, there is going to be an additional um, performance just for indigenous folks uh, mm -hmm. that uh, Salt River Pima Maricopa will be handling doing the invites for that. Great. Yeah. Right. So with that, what I wanted to ask you is, so it's been a year since they've heard from you. Macro, what's the process been like? What are some big takeaways and reflections that you have? And I'd like to hear for a little bit from each of you because I think you're all going to have something that's a little bit different because you were looking to just kind of create something, get a sense of what the voices were, get a sense of what the story might be. Um, what has the process been like in putting this together and trying to create this narrative here, going back and forth and from wherever else, uh, trying to make sense uh, of this space that's not necessarily your home? Yeah, it, it was, um, I'll say it's Larissa talking about the writing. Um, so when we, before this past summer, I left with all our notes from the first year of talking to people and that ended up being 95 pages of single space typing <laughs> of just notes from talking with folks. And so my job was to go through all of that and I kind of spent the summer reading and rereading and then there was also just a lot of memories of things that didn't make it to the notes and research people had given me to do and things to look learn more about and so um through all that i had to then distill it into 
you know, enough's not a 20 hour play. Right. (laughs) And find the stories that sort of um, seem to be themes that happened again and again. Okay. And so um, right now we have it distilled down to sort of four, or well, now three, actually. It will be four stories, and we have it distilled down to three right now, and we're working on the fourth one okay. with more input from the community. Oh, okay. And so what has the feedback in that area made it so that last one changed a bit, if you could share any of that as yeah, well? Yeah, so originally um, the fourth story, so we're, we're structuring it around the four directions. Yep. So there's a story in each direction and activities in each direction. And um, the fourth story originally was really um, written specifically to non-Indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And it was a little more education, very intentionally educational, mm-hmm. but um, we're now gonna be having this show with Salt River Pima Maricopa that's just for Indigenous folks. And right. we're, I also have gotten a grant to do another version, well, we are gonna do another version of this in South Dakota with my people, with the Lakota Wonderful. people after this. That's great. And that will be two out of three of those performance spots will be on um, reservation land. So so oh, it didn't make sense um, if there's not going to be any non-native people there to have a whole storyline. This is what you would have heard had you not been yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or it's going to be some poor actors just playing to nobody. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. that was sad. Yeah. So um, so we took that out, and um, now we're in the process of figuring out what that's story is we just had two story circles this weekend um, mm-hmm. or talking circles to figure out what people want to hear about so now they it's it's nice now because they've heard the stories we've sort of distilled down to and they can say oh you know what we really need to talk about mm-hmm. is this or this and getting a few different ideas and again I'll see what sort of has a critical mass because we right. can't unfortunately include everything of course and then um, I'll after this go back and fill in that fourth story very good and what has the process been like for either of you the journey the year. You know, I always leave Arizona and I go home, back to my comfortable bed in life, and I, you know, I'm tired. And, uh, but uh, like emotionally, you know, um, it's, there's so many amazing things about this community that we're, that I'm learning. Uh, And Larissa is an incredible repository of knowledge in this topic. Like it's blows me away. Um, But I just, I, 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 it's hard, you know, and the resilience you have to have to deal with these things daily. Uh, and I'm not native, you know, I'm not indigenous. I come, I, I listen to people, I help coordinate logistics with Desiree. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't have to carry these things with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the resilience that's in this community is pretty astounding. Um, and, you know, of, of many community, of, of it, any community that deserves to wallow in despair, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe this is a community that can get that pass, but they don't allow that for themselves. Right. Is what I've learned, what I've experienced on this project. Yeah. Um, so that has been pretty eye-opening for me and has changed my perspective a lot. Well, it makes a lot of sense because trauma is trauma, right? And mm-hmm. you don't have to experience it firsthand to have the experience of what, it like, what it's like to feel and carry the load, right? right yeah. And then in some ways, they've lived it and processed some of that stuff. You are just with it for the first time ever yeah. and you're trying to synthesize all this stuff like in some ways you don't even get time to think about it you're just trying to capture it yeah right? so you might have a little bit more of a delayed effect yeah. Um, but yeah that's the other side of things like um, where trauma exists so does amazing resilience uh, and strength and um, the fact that you're getting to tell the story past the trauma uh, right. of that I think is really fantastic too yeah it, I'm glad that you know we're able to go deeper than just sticking at the the shallow level of the trauma and, and finding the joy that you yeah. get underneath that. Yeah. Well, there's just all this, uh, it's like a, a confidence, sometimes like an arrogance, because they're like, if this didn't get me, 
Like, what, <laughs> what's going to take me down, you know? That's sometimes a lot of the essence of a lot of Native humor. Uh, and really that black darkness, because it's like, this is funny too. But it's not, you know, it's not the Trail of Tears, so we can find a way to make this work, right? But it's a big part of uh, indigenous experiences. How about yourself? What have you learned? How have you grown? What, what things kind of popped out for you? Sure, so many things. Um, I think one thing, you know, that's just been interesting for me is we've been to so many, you know, spaces, like so many physical spaces and thinking about the relationship of the really diverse communities, Native American communities we've met here in, in, in this region, uh, both urban Indians here in Phoenix, Tempe, uh, uh, folks from you know all over the country, indigenous mm -hmm. folks from all over the country, as well as, of course, uh, the people natives to this land. And we've also gone up to White Mountain a couple times, mm -hmm. Twi twice, yeah, mm -hmm. and spent time up there. And so thinking, the, 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 thinking about how this play evolves and, and can, can this experience, this performance can happen in, in different places and how it will be so different in different places and be responsive to people's different relationships to the, to mm -hmm. the place we're in. Whether it's, it's, you know, being on a reservation and being in that place and how that is, how that is centered is so different than being in somewhere like Still Indian Park, which is a space uh, a, co a complex space of native history, <laughs> yes, and, and a contested a space. Complex feelings, complex there. feelings, and, and contested history, and also not, you know, is 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 not a land that is a reservation, right? Right. And yet it's near uh, native health. It's near a lot of social service organizations that are for and about and run by Native Americans and mm -hmm. for the Native American community. Yeah. So it's a it's a very interesting. So it, when it occupies that space, when it's when it's in the occupied spot, but when we're when we're, when we're it's uh, pretty accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's very yeah. distressingly accurate. Yeah. But when we're living in that space, it's, it's going to be such a different play than when we're uh, at Salt River with a different experience. And so creating something, you know, as we've been talking about, how do we create something that is supple and flexible uh, that, that can be adaptive to the spaces uh, and, so, and adaptive to the needs of different people as they express them to us as we're making it, mm -hmm. right up until opening and after. Right. And so that's been a really interesting journey. We're just partway through it and we'll continue to be uh, making changes and learning things and and and, uh, and hopefully being flexible enough to adapt mm -hmm. throughout the process and as Larissa said we're, 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 we're taking it to South Dakota and we're very excited about that and that will be a whole different relationship to space yes. and place yeah and we're hoping to take it to other places as well uh, and so it's been very exciting to just think about and, and you also thinking about where we're invited and where we're not where we're, yeah you know and, and what spaces uh, we've been very graciously, uh, you know, said this is not a space for this play. Yeah. And then very graciously invited into other places and said this is a space for this play. Yeah. And that's been really lovely to just be in dialogue with people about yeah. that. And so just the conversation around place and then the really complex history here about, of place and water and resource yeah. uh, is just a continually uh, uh, expanding conversation that's been very interesting for us. That's good. That's good to hear. And it's nice too because even with having to use the unfortunate word of occupied, um, you also get to reclaim then too, right? Like there's the other side of that. So Absolutely. when Native Nation happens, like indigeneity will in that space for that time uh, Re reign again. Reoccupy. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, guess what, <laughs> guess what you're visiting, what it's always been, yeah. right? And getting people to think about things that way I think is really interesting too. So without giving anything away in the play, what were some of the themes that emerged here that you felt like you heard or saw. So it could be 
several things. You could just list all of them and what you think they are, or you could tell me about the ones that you heard, or and maybe the ones that maybe resonated most with you personally, because you're all going to have different perspectives. Uh, and I think that'll give folks kind of like a background of what they're looking to experience if they come to the event. Uh, I would say that, and this kind of goes back to the resilience thing that I was talking about, is that what struck me the most is that we, we heard a lot of stories that, you know, matched with a story here, with a story there, but something that was almost uniform in all of our interactions was the desire to educate, mm -hmm. uh, which can be so tiring, I imagine, you yes. know, having, having to say the same things over and over and over again, you know, the same... Uh, giving the same lessons over again, it's, and that just has really struck with me, just that it's a community service to educate others and um, the selflessness that's in that, you know, because you have to get over your own, uh, any justified feelings you might have as, you know, around that. Yeah. Um, and that has really struck with me, that almost across the board, everyone we've talked to is like, has had, I feel like the, in the community readings that we've had, there's been a lot of positive responses, you know, people chuckling and people smiling and, you know, a lot of silent affirmations that, yeah, the, there's, yes, people need to learn these things that they're learning right in this moment. Well, I think the other thing that's really nice about it too, in our, my world of like diversity education, um, there's a lot of conversation about is it people's color's responsibility to teach white people sure. about the things they don't know and you don't get anything extra for it, right? So right. like, you're tasked with fixing these folks that are broken, it's emotional that labor. broke themselves by doing some of that stuff, yep. right? Um, but part I think of the beauty of what you're doing here is you're being another voice that doesn't have to be that same voice over and over again. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just hearing the same message out of other people's mouth. You know, um, I've been in situations with Sarah where she'll say something about women and I'll go and they won't hear her and I'll say the exact damn same thing and they'll immediately hear it and it's just because I'm a guy, right? Like yeah. sometimes you need to hear the message from somebody different to have it be heard. Uh, but what's nice is you recenter that voice also on, yeah, you should have listened to them in the first place. <laughs> right. They were here yeah. the whole time and they <laughs> had truth for you. So, how about with the rest of y'all themes? Um, things that came up. That I think one thing that just was really special for us that came in early um, was being able to actually be a part, uh, affect a community in a story that we're hearing about. We heard a lot about um, foster kids in foster care and challenges with Inqua and um, um, maybe not being enforced as people would like it to be and not having the help they need. And and um, we got to connect with some folks very early. Um, on the reservation, on uh, Gila River, that are working with foster, native foster children, and we were able, you know, it, it's lovely. It's one thing to get to, you know, write a play and you know hear these stories and be you know entrusted with these really personal and, and important stories. It's another thing to get to like put these stories into a play and 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 um, help people understand the difficulties that native people are are dealing with. But then we also were able to be of service in, you know, we had a clothing drive um, mm -hmm. back in Los Angeles and here at Camage and we we're able to, you know, donate a lot of things for the kids and bring a lot of things out here and, and get our different organizations working together for that. Um, it, it means a lot more to be able to be of service in that way to the community when they're so generous with us that we mm -hmm. can do small things. Um, another, um, we've been working a lot with Native Health mm -hmm. and um, another play of my production in New York City that just happened. They were doing a huge uh, drive for an annual drive on Broadway for feminine products, mm -hmm. and said, uh, "Larissa, would is, do you know somewhere that Native people could just you know would like these and could distribute them?" So we've been hearing a lot of stories about homeless um, Native folks here in town yeah. and elders that don't have um, 
you know, all the resources they need. And so we were able to get, I think, 20 some thousand products donated to Native Health here. And, yeah. and I'm not saying that to like toot our horn because I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Literally, it was all these other people that did it. But I'm saying it's just, it's to me, that's the really moving, beautiful parts of these things that we can, it's a mutual sharing that, yeah, we write this play and everything, but we also get to be involved in the community in other ways that mm-hmm. um, I think it are the ones that move me the most and, yeah. and stick with me and, and then do become part of the performance or us getting to go to um, participate in ceremony up at um, White Mountain and, and, and spending days in ceremony with people there and, and welcoming in my partners here who aren't indigenous, yeah. but you know having them be part of the family and, and really including them. It's just been so special and so beautiful and there's a lot of those things that I think if it's not exactly the thing that happened, but it's the experience of that that I'm trying to capture in different parts of the play. Uh, you know, I would say uh, one thing that has struck me, uh, and I think we might have talked about this a little bit last time, but it, it struck me again in, in, in the readings we've done in the last uh, couple of days in this particular trip, we've done, of course, many trips, um, is, you know, just people talking about how doing something like this and even experiencing the reading, uh, uh, you know, talk about being made visible, you know, in the broader community. And as Larissa and I have talked about a lot to each other, uh, uh, you know, this doing it in Los Angeles that was that was a big theme in the play that we did there that was a different play mm-hmm. but done through a very same process yeah uh, and people in Los Angeles thought you know Los Angeles has the biggest uh, urban Indian population I think in the country mm-hmm. and feels very invisible in the broader yeah. Los Angeles and certainly the people of that region feel completely invisible yeah but here you know we imagined in Phoenix Tempe in Arizona with so many tribes and such present res- uh, reservations and with such present culture that it would not be the case, and yet, and yet it is, you know. Yeah. And so, just that sort of being, both you know, affirming that truth, mm-hmm. and then also affirming that this feels like a way to elevate it, like one way to elevate it, is is really exciting. And it's, you know, uh, when ASU Gamage uh, invited us to do it here, that's not just not something we expected. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. that I, I didn't think that was going to be one of the major themes that would come up. But it really has, and uh, I'm continually, continuously sort of both it saddens and also and also moves me that that saddens me that it's the case and moves me that we're able to do something that hopefully might do its tiny part in addressing that well the neat thing is it gives you the ability to talk about a super complicated concept like hegemony like hegemony is that whiteness just pervades everywhere like when you go to reservation land you go to community land and still hegemony exists right Um, i shared some issues that had been happening at scottsdale community college where they were still struggling with that stuff and not hearing indigenous voices on indigenous land where the school is like you know Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have the land without this with the school being there but still those voices don't get heard right yeah um but because you have the ability to tell the story. You can tell the story in a way that makes sense. Because for me, it takes me probably 90 minutes to really get somebody's head around hegemony, and I'm good at it. <laughs> um, but the ubiquitous, ubiquitous of existence to the point that you don't question it. Like, how do you get people to disseminate that? I mean, it's really hard. But then to create a space where indigenous is the hegemonic component. Mm-hmm. That's interesting too, right? Yeah. Uh, because I think it gives people the opportunity to see, um, you know, if another identity raises in that space, they're still not a threat to you per se. Mm-hmm. It's just different, you know, and you don't know exactly what all is going on, but you get to be, um, you get to be, you get to be and experience something that hadn't been felt for 
uh, for a lot of folks. And then hopefully they take that in other spaces too, right? Uh, and maybe can find ways to do that with other people, other cultures, other spaces. I've noticed similar themes um, and just being participant and observing. Um, I found it really rewarding that um, people are taking a lot of sense of pride in this project, the ones that have become involved because at last here's a story that reflects me and here's something that represents me and I can identify with the, that part that I just heard right there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's been actually a very healing project for many people because um, we've been talking about childhood and identity and um, we've just heard some really touching stories as well. Um, I'm a firm believer that representation matters mm -hmm. and I feel like this project is finally um, giving representation to a population who's here with us but again may not be super visible. Yeah, and there's no like day where we're like, hey, thanks, you know, like as good <laughs> as it gets is like, Maybe we shouldn't celebrate Columbus Day. <laughs> but that's not really a, Maybe. That's not exactly a celebration of anything. Uh, and then Thanksgiving's just a mess. So it's really hard, right, to find like a way a day or space. We won't celebrate genocide. <laughs> right, right. You're welcome. Like, Maybe. Yeah. There's like some indigenous looking people associated with the holiday, but it doesn't really help us learn anything new or different. It just perpetuates <laughs> That doesn't make me feel good. Why am no, I it makes me that? feel terrible yeah. why are these people here yeah. um, how <laughs> should we position them so it's more historically accurate um, but uh, so one of the things I'm interested in, and I think other folks would be interested to hear too is what are some things that were different uh, from uh, urban res to native nation like what were things that were more unique to the Phoenix experience versus the LA experience well, um, I, it, it's definitely uh, the fact that there are visible indigenous spaces, if you are actually looking, mm -hmm. and if you're actually mindful, even a teeny bit mindful, uh, yeah. they're very present, right? And, and the fact that while uh, we are in the context of this, you know, immense hegemony, I mean, talking about it, it's like trying to explain water to a fish, it, it is, um, it is uh, uh, there are power structures that are indigenous here. Mm -hmm. uh, and and there are people who are contesting the narrative, if only by their presence and by their assertion of uh, uh, of, of dominance of physical space mm -hmm. in ways that do not exist in Los Angeles mm -hmm. at all, not remotely. Mm -hmm. And any most, at least the big official indigenous spaces, mm -hmm. feel very much a part of the hegemony, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in spite of a lot of people's best efforts to change that and to indigenize them, for sure. Yeah. And there are there are people making absolutely noble efforts to do so. And then there are smaller, uh, I would say, more, uh, you know, kind of badass uh, organizations that are that are definitely indigenizing their spaces and others. Yeah. So that totally exists. But it, but it's so overwhelmingly, you know, the, you know, it's so overwhelmingly uh, white in Los Angeles and the power structure is so fiercely uh, present that it's just not, it's, 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 it's very different here. Yeah. Uh, so that's been very interesting, you know, to talk to tribal governments, to to be, to be, uh, to talk to you know important people at ASU, who you know are are carrying uh, indigeneity with them in their work mm -hmm. and, and advocating for it in, from positions of considerable uh, import mm -hmm. uh, is is just a really different experience. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that there's not people across the spectrum of power <laughs> that right. we're dealing with, but it's been very, it's been a very different experience in that way. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say something similar, and that could because in LA we're dealing with no federally recognized tribes, and so just being 
you know, as someone who grew up in South Dakota with, you know, tons of recognized people yeah. um, who are still there and have always been there, it was really, it's very comforting being back, comforting to be somewhere again where it's like, oh, yes, you know, the, the proper power structures are in place for the indigenous folks and that, you know, with whatever issues any power structures have, it, it's just really comforting to be able to, I, for me as a native person, it's just comforting to get to be on native land. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, ooh, back in a safe zone. It's like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're in a safe place again and to be able to go to these spaces that are, yeah, where I, I feel comfortable and feel better, um, you know, rep have representation and power. And, and I think also uh, another big difference for me has been, um, a beautiful difference, has been th just the variety of people here from different nations, you know, because mm -hmm. there are already so many, you know, 22 recognized in Arizona, plus the others, plus mm -hmm. all the relocation people. Yeah. And as, as much as we had a lot of different folks in LA, I feel like here, I mean, it's just been great. I mean, today, you know, and we had, you know, you have a lot of people here too that are, are many nations, you mm -hmm. know, we had one gentleman today who's in rural Gila River, but named off his four nations that mm -hmm. he's a part of and another person yes. that, and, and the way that they also move very, very well, a gentleman who's Hopi and Gila River and, and feels very comfortable and competent in both yeah. and feels welcome. And, and that's been, um, I think different, I think in Los Angeles, because there aren't any Definitely. recognized people and, and people feel a need to have to choose something and hold to that no yeah. matter what, because uh -huh. it's, they have to choose the biggest part of the identity and kind of prove it because right. this constant need to prove their existence yeah we're here people just get to be in all these things it's like oh yeah I'm this and I'm this and I'm this and yeah. my mom's that and I speak some of this language and some of that language and and sometimes I spend my summers up in Navajo countries and my winters down at TO and I you know like all this great stuff you know yeah. that you get to hear that they get to own so much more of themselves yeah where you know if you're fighting just to prove you exist when you've been told you're extinct you, you got to hold on to the biggest whatever you've got and just yeah. fight for and it as hard it, as you can. In yeah. Way that that's possible. Yeah, exactly. So it's lovely to see that confidence in who they are here. Yeah. That, that's, you know, unfortunately, the government has taken away from the people in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't work directly on Urban Res, I worked around it. So yeah. I was, I was, I identify as an audience member for that show mostly. Okay. Um, uh, Still more than most. <laughs> right, yeah. So this was just as interesting for me to hear, and I can I understand it makes sense what they're saying. I would just say quickly that uh, a perceived difference for me, and feel free to correct me if this is not your experience, um, that I feel like maybe in the Los Angeles communities, a lot of the challenges and struggles that Cornstone endured were more from internally within the communities that they were trying to meet, like it was much more fractious and um, divided, whereas here a lot of the challenges we're overcoming is more are, are more external problems, mm -hmm. and I, I don't really have a good way to um, explain that any further, but that's just a kind of general feeling I'm getting that, uh, and it's probably because, you know, they are, there are so strong, such strongly defined identities, seeing that they are mixed mm -hmm. so often. Um, that's just, you yeah. So with that, that's going to take us to the end of the first part of what we're going to talk about for today. Um, we're going to move into the second part, and the second part is going to be a, a lot more about the event and what you expect being there.